Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Everyone, thanks for listening to the Western Hunting Hub podcast. It is nearing the end of my hunting season it's kind of a sad time i got one tag left and not a lot of time to to use it so uh this episode is kind of fitting for that and just kind of what we're doing with some of our trophies and dealing with the skulls the furs the hides all that stuff uh i am pushing a little product in this episode but it's a product i really get passionate about and i like uh, using it because it helps my business. It helps my products. It helps everything I'm using. Um, when I buy some, buy some mounts and antlers and things. So, uh, and then also when I make my own European mounts. So this has been a kind of an important product for me. If you want to see kind of some of those results of some of that and check out Black Hills Antlers on Instagram, and Facebook, uh, but also if you're enjoying this podcast, go give it a good rating and like, and follow at, western hunting hub you also should go check out the outdoor call radio app check out some of those older episodes they're playing on thursdays and yeah let's get into this episode uh also don't forget about howl go check that out and make sure you're sending in your howls as you hear the issues come up and see those issues come up best thing you can do is subscribe for and i don't like email tons of emails but i do like that one so i get a reminder that there is a new new issue coming up so uh, it helps me remember to to get in there and uh send that howl to help other hunters in other states so thanks for listening and let's get on with this one with daryl from velvet antler technologies All right, Daryl, thanks for joining the Western Hunting podcast this morning. And uh, we got uh, a very unique product uh, that I want to talk to you about, but um, not just products and driving that stuff. I, I really would love to hear kind of a little bit about your your fall and that sort of thing. But if you wouldn't mind, um, introduce yourself uh, and maybe a little bit about Velvet Antler Technologies and, and let's talk some hunting first. Awesome. So my name is Daryl Gogert. Um, I... Uh... I kind of, I guess I did create, I created all of our products. I've kind of had a little bit of help here and there. I have a couple of business partners in the industry, but I'm kind of the brainchild behind creating what we have. And, and we all kind of do some of the beta testing, you know, each product we test for over a year before we put it out to the market for people to utilize and, you know, make sure we have good results with it. Um, 
it all started with Velvalock years ago. I was a guide in Nevada and I killed velvet deer every year since I was a little kid and always was losing the velvet because I was a hundred miles from any taxidermist, you know, and even at that, you know, you kill a 120, 130 inch little three by four or something, you know, in Nevada, you're not going to obviously have him mounted, but I would love to have been able to save the velvet. So I just started playing with chemicals and things I could spray on it and, and help save it and keep that process, keep it all intact, you know, and here we are 20 years later and I have a product on the market that works. Yeah. Um, I was in Shields the other day and uh, picking up some stuff. I know they carry your guys' products, but uh, I was talking to a salesman and he's like, what? It's like, it's like, you, you gotta, you gotta know this product right here and get, I think they were missing on their shit. It was just like two, I think the bone bright. And then one other thing is like, you got to get some of this velvet antler stuff uh, or the velvet lock on your shelf. Like right now, I think it was August. I was talking to him. It's like, you guys got to have this stocked up. It's get that product because <laughs> there's a, a velvet season is new to us in South Dakota within the last five years or so. Uh, so that's, it's something people are new to dealing with in South Dakota, uh, unless they traveled to, to other States, but, uh, what's, uh, what's your fall been like? We're in the heart of the mule deer rut right now, probably at our, our latitude. Um, yeah, we're, we're probably in about the same, I don't know though. You know, it's funny. I, I went hunting with a, with an elderly gentleman earlier in the season, you know, around that, uh, mid October mark. Um, just needed some help hunting. And I went with him and the bucks were already rutting mid October. I was really surprised. They were all had those gathered up and fighting and they were really pre rutting pretty, pretty hard then. So I don't know how, how it's going to fare. Um, I got a, a little hunt coming up here pretty quick. It's just an archery late season goes till November 30th. So I'll be doing that one here in the next couple of weeks and, uh, hopefully kill something decent there. I, uh, I got lucky this year. I got a really nice antelope for Idaho. He ended up scoring, oh, 75 and some change. Oh, wow. Real nice, bug, 15 and a half inches tall, real pretty antelope. Um, and then traveled to Maryland recently and killed a real nice buck in Maryland. So very been, been fortunate this season so far. Yeah. And let's, as we're talking about some of these things, uh, good resources for, for hunters, product resources don't let's not leave out antelope is there something uh i want to touch on that a little bit because antelope horns always seem to be with those she's and everything they always seem to be a little goofy or um i thought i saw a post you guys did not long ago uh just touching on the how to preserve those she's and so they don't preserve it a little well, bit better it's, actually, it's probably actually more of the hide itself because antelope hair you know if you look at antelope hair wrong it'll fall out right um so our hide lock product, you, you utilize that in the field, spray it on that hide. Even if you don't know how to cape an animal, just to be able to spray, you know, from the head, neck down and, and saturate that with that hide lock, it'll definitely preserve that hair and keep the hair intact for when your taxidermist gets it. Right. So I had interviewed uh, Dirk back in February. I had to look that up. And uh, it was a good chunk of that was also on some other archery products but uh half of that i think we covered touched on velvalock and then but we didn't go into too far in depth with some of that stuff but um right now it's it's november 20th and uh, uh so velvet season has come and gone a while ago but the 
coming home with a a nice set of antlers on a on a skull or um just people are skull plating and whatever else they're doing um is it's that time people have that and they're like okay now i gotta do something with this and maybe they set it out i've I've seen all kinds of ranchers as an antler buyer they shoot something they just put it in the barn or the shed and they don't even cut the hair off and they don't preserve that trophy (laughs) um i used to just a little bit about what i used to do as a, a kid is that you skull cap everything just cut that little wedge off of that that uh um those antlers and and you'd screw it to a little laminated plaque thing and you'd engrave on the gra- the brass deal now but that is such outdated it looks doesn't even look good anymore um right. now it's it's all if you i got i'm switching up my my podcast room this is going to look so much better soon um but the the uh this wall is loaded with just European mouse, like everything I get now, it's just, I feel bad and I don't feel like I'm respecting that animal as much by not preserving even yet another thing. And so I love European mouse. I love them, uh, especially on antelope. They just look so cool. And, uh, um, bears and cats, you can't, can't just chuck those. That's the only thing you can do (laughs) with those skulls. Um, but it's that season I got, I threw my mule deer, I threw my antelope, uh that i got this year all in the freezer and so they're just sitting there and come at the end of the if i get an archery buck or not we'll see but come december january i'll i'll get out and do a little little makeshift european mount stuff i don't like paying anyone to do it when i could just kind of simmer it do a not as good as a beetle job but i'll uh do an at-home job turns out just fine and and that's going to be the the plan. So having those euro mounts is, has been awesome. And with the evolution of doing that a little bit more, you see a lot of guys, hobbyists, doing uh, more European mounts for people. Um, doing some whitening is definitely a big piece to that. So that's where we're kind of coming full, full, full circle to this, that we've got these things that we want to preserve and use and, and look good and make a nice trophy room or hang it up in the garage even. Uh, so we got to figure out how to do that and how to, how to make it look good. So can you, can you dive into first off the organization of, of your velvet, uh, velvet antler technologies, uh, product line and kind of what you guys have created there. So we started with the velvet lock, as I kind of explained yep. right off the bat. And then, uh, you know, it's funny cause you get guys talking to you just like you and I just sitting talking and, and somebody goes, man, you know what we really need is a mount cleaner. And that's where the trophy clean evolved, you know, is like, so I started researching, like, why, why would you even need to create something of that effect? Right. And, and look what was available on the market, what was available on the market. We do totally different. Um, so we want to be able to keep bugs away from your mounts and, and clean them at the same time. Um, and now we've actually even gone another step further. We just recently actually just as, as close as this week, we are adding a UV stabilizer to the product as well. Oh, so people that have deer that have a window, anytime you have a window, you know, over time, sunlight will tend to start bleaching those, the hair out on those because they're just, it's not going to last forever. So having this UV protectant in there as well is going to really help moving forward for people, you know, we, I will say we don't have any studies to say how long that UV protection will help a, a mount last. We don't. Um, 
and I never will claim to because it takes too long, right? It's like you're, you're talking yeah. a 30 year process that will yeah. fade an animal. But if you have that layer of UV protection in there, it's another peace of mind knowing you're keeping bugs away from your mounts, you're keeping them clean. Now you also got a layer of UV protection in there as well for that hair. Um, so that's, that's a new added piece to that. Oh, and um, before we go on, let me, let me get into that. That is exciting for a couple of reasons for me. Um, the, and I, and as I buy a few mounts here and there, you get some of the, those, that hair that's curled because of that sun, it gets so brittle. Um, but the office that I work in is loaded with taxidermy and my boss and I were discussing, um, as we just spent a good amount of money replacing some of these old mounts because the building was getting older and, and people were handling these animals, the taxidermy, like going up kids and touching them. And we've got these, we spent this money on, on a couple of mounts to get them replaced and some were faded. Uh, we got those windows right in the backside. So we were just discussing, do we need to think about a UV protectant on the window? Do we need to be, what do we need to be doing with that? So I really perked up what you're saying that because now I'm thinking, okay, I already have some trophy clean for that office to, we're going to spray on stuff here and there and keep things clean. But uh, the UV protectant, that is of interest for sure. And you get those big, beautiful bay windows and homes that you're smoking your $1,200 elk mount with the sun. <laughs> and the one side is going to get, get all bleached, not quite bleached, but a little bit. So that yep, that's yep. exciting. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm all, all about that. So, sorry. Yeah, so that one, no, you're fine. That's good. That's, these are good conversations. So, and that's, you know, it's funny because we, we put up posts or ads and, and, and we have so many negative comments out there and it, you know, it's almost frustrating in this industry that we're all supposed to be a united front, right? Mm -hmm. But you put out a product out there and, and there's people out there that'll say, well, you're just trying to steal people's money now and you're creating something that we don't need. And, you know, instead of it being a positive for all of us, like you get this negativity that's bred and it just, it's sometimes overwhelming, you know, mm. and we've seen that a lot with our trophy clean and people getting on there saying that you don't need it and why you don't need it. And, and Hey, I totally get it, man. If you don't want to utilize it, that's don't utilize it. You know, I, I just always try to reinforce this us as a united front as hunters, we should be standing together with one another. If you don't like it, don't bad mouth it. Don't say nothing about it. But why Absolutely. do we need to get at each other? We got enough people battling against us as hunters already as it is, right? Why even breed that negativity into stuff? And and that kind of stuff, I kind of have to turn a blind eye and, and it's hard. not hard say to. anything back. And, and it's hard to it's hard to do that. But um, it just sorry, so you, getting off no, on no, a little soapbox there, but that's good it's stuff just, to always it is very, bring up. Yeah. I mean, it's just very frustrating and I understand there's other ways out there to clean things, you know? And I mean, people say I use pledge on mine. Hey, great. That's I'm happy you're cleaning them, man. I mean, there's some people that don't even clean them. And that's, that's what we're trying to reinforce is take care of your mounts. You know, you spent so much money on them. I don't care how you clean them. We're just offering another product out there for that. And, and is it a little bit more expensive? Yeah, absolutely. It is, but we have stuff in there that's purposely made for, you know, pledge won't kill a bug. Windex won't kill a bug. 
a shop vac, you can vacuum them all day long. You're not going to get the larvae out of there and the eggs out of them. Um, you know, in our product, if it touches any of that, it actually breaks down the exoskeleton. It will dissolve the exoskeleton. The bug will die. Hmm. So that's where it comes with a brush and a towel. So when you spray it on, you want to brush that in, you know, with the pin brush side of it and push that product down to the hide surface. Cause that's where they live is down at the hide surface. So, um, that's just, we encourage people to do that and, you know, use it in a well-ventilated area. I mean, if you guys have them in your office, man, take them outside and spray them outside because mm-hmm. it is, it is strong, but it has a strong smell to it because it has to be able to do its job. Right. So once that's done and maybe you leave it in the shop area for just a day or so, then you can bring it back in and you'll smell that on there for a couple of weeks, but it probably won't be as strong as if you're actually spraying it in the office. It, it'll be, it'll be pretty strong if you spray it actually in the office. Yeah. So just make sure you do that. And, um, it's funny. I see you got a wolf hide or something hanging there on the wall too. Just a, a little bear. Yep. Is it a bear? Yeah. So, yep. you know, how often do you brush that? I haven't yet. I got that last year. <laughs> <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see you because I have a couple hides behind me on the wall. You can see I'll shake those out and there's little bug exoskeletons that fall out of them all the time. Oh because, gosh. Yeah. So they'll, they'll actually, they're in there and you don't even notice it. And that's where the trophy clean is important, right? You spray uh-huh. it on every six months, brush it in with that pin brush and you'll keep those bugs away from your mounts and destroying what you have. I did so, have, um, the first concern on about this came up about 2018 or so for me. Um, I had a, a friend that they had a beautiful bobcat mount in their house and she was talking to me about how suddenly the hair just fall, started falling out. It's like, what do you mean the hair started falling out? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was newer to taxidermy. I didn't have any, I wasn't buying any. I didn't have, I think I had a deer um for myself and that's about it but i i had heard about that so i'm calling my tax for me what do i put on my stuff i i don't want that to happen to have those moths get in there and, and destroy something that is precious to me and so that's where that had originally started and i was hitting it with stuff and i had no idea if i was hurting my mouse or whatever so uh that was yeah. that's where some of that kind of bo- was born with me my interest in some of this yeah. And you know, it's funny cause I've had people say, well, you got to put a bag over them and, and spray bug killer inside the bag. Well, if that doesn't touch those bug men on an elk mount, how are you going to bag an elk mount? Hmm, right. Yeah. And if you don't get that to where it gets to that bug, they can get, they can burrow in the elk hair really easy or a bear. They can burrow down in that hair and then they're gone. Right. You're not going to kill them. They're yeah. going to hide in there until that stuff goes away. And then they're going to come right back and continue to do what they do. So unless you're brushing that product in and getting it into that hide surface, you're not going to kill and keep those bugs away. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 
to get 50% off. That's Waypoint Pod 50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Okay. All right. So that's trophy clean. Uh, yep. Dealing with keeping things clean, bugs off of it, or bugs killed. Um, we've got a little bug repellent in there of some kind, I would assume. Yep. Or is it just a, a – okay, it is. And then uh, I, I'll tell you what it did to my black bear rug. I wouldn't say my taxidermist at the time was very good. <laughs> and and uh, I smoked that thing with all kinds of stuff, and it – that rag was black just from the grease from originally that bear had that they didn't clean it, brush it really good. So it looks better than it did from coming from the taxidermist. So I was pretty excited about that. But, yeah. And you know, it's funny because we get people say that, well, you didn't have a very good taxidermist if you didn't, you know, if that's happening and it don't matter what the taxidermist does, right. It, it, if you get bugs, you get bugs. Um, right. And it's funny because people, well, I got mounts on my wall that are 30 years old and they've been good forever. And my always answer to that is, okay, do you know that they used to use arsenic in tanning solution? Up until about 15 years ago, there was arsenic in all tanning solutions. Bugs don't like arsenic, just like we don't like arsenic. So when that is in there, those 25, 30-year-old mounts, you'll never see a bug infestation because of that arsenic stays in that hide forever. Right? So now we're dealing with newer processes, different processes that aren't so um like a bug deterrent essentially right they're they're more natural things and you're going to get bugs sometimes you get them sometimes you don't yeah so yeah so i bought the i bought the big gallon of that trophy clean (laughs) that was a because i get so much of that stuff come coming in of buying taxidermy everything that comes in now i i hit it and then brush that in so i know it's not going to affect infect everything else that i got because that that would right. be a real bummer get a lot of money in that stuff okay so we yeah. got the trophy clean what's next on the list so we talked about velvet lock hide lock um and hide lock i just want to touch on a little bit more there mm-hmm. um if you're traveling with any hides man that stuff is imperative and I'll, and it's funny because there was a taxidermist from washington state he was very skeptical and he called me and we talked through the process and he said, well, I'll make you a deal. He says, I'm going to Texas on an out sheep hunt. He said, I will use it on that out sheep and I want to see what the difference is. He went to flew to Texas, killed the out sheep. He got stuck in Dallas, Texas for four days. His out sheep hunt, sheep hide sat on the tarmac for four days oh. with hide lock in it. He said, after I got home, he said, I, I just knew it was going to be ruined. Right. I mean, it's Dallas, Texas and in early September and it was there four days on the tarmac and he couldn't do nothing about it. TSA won't let you get it. It's too late. Like it's just in a box in a plastic bag sitting down there. 
he got it home, sent it to Tannery, got back. He said, that is amazing what that did. He said, that saved my out-of-bed sheet hmm. from that. So when you're traveling, even if you're driving, right, you drive somewhere, drive to another state, drive to wherever, and you have that, if you spray that hide lock on there, you'll absolutely have a $30 insurance policy that it's going to be, you know, saved essentially. Yeah. And as you're hitting, hitting a, let's just say we got a black bear hide and you know, you got pieces of that, that it's pretty solid, pretty thick. Um, or I mean, uh, you get your extreme examples of a bison or Buffalo, that sort of thing. Um, how, how are you knowing you're penetrating? Cause are you hitting, that's the leather side you're hitting, right? Um, right. not the hair side. What, uh, how do you know penetration wise you're hitting it all? What, what's the, the process? You know, I, I always tell people just make sure you really saturate it. Like you want it to be, if you were to hold it up, it would run off of there, right? You want it to be pulled okay. up on there and then roll it up. And I tell people always hit any wet membrane and it just makes common sense, right? The nose is a wet membrane. Ears are a wet membrane, eyes, lips, nose they're all a wet membrane you hit those on the inside and outside as best you can and then tuck those wet membranes inside and roll them up and put them in a plastic bag which goes against everything taxidermists know right you right. don't put hides in a plastic bag it's just a no-no but here there there's numerous things that happen there number one you keep air off of it air is air carries bacteria air breeds bacteria bacteria have to have oxygen to live right um actually anaerobic and aerobic bacteria they had they require both of those to to live so we're taking away their air and we're also keeping the product on the hide by putting it in a plastic bag so doing those things you are keeping all that product in there you're keeping everything secure safe nothing else can get to it um, if you put it in an ice chest with water that's fine or with ice in there but over time the ice will melt right what happens generally when you get a hide wet not good. Same right. thing. Water breeds bacteria. So if you can keep that thing sealed up with that product on it, you absolutely will have no problems with your hide when you get it to where it needs to be. Hmm. Um, and then do you advise guys like there's, there's always like a, uh, if you go with an outfitter or something and, and you're in British Columbia or something, I, I, I know my buddy had his, his bear salted, like they, they, in their camp, they would salt them right away is is that something that you want to absolutely remove that process or if some if you had time and and you laid it out salted it uh would you still want to do that and then hit it with the stuff or just go straight with the hide lock you could but yeah we're, we're essentially taking the place of 25 pounds of salt so when nah. you go in the back country you take a you know for a moose you want 24 ounces probably instead of 12 you know two bottles mm -hmm. instead of 25 pounds of salt so when that comes to camp and setting up camp right I mean, all the weight counts. Yeah. So if you got to take salt in to salt the hide, and here's the other part of that, and, and pro I'll probably get some flack for this one, but 99.9% .9 of guys that go hunting and take salt with them don't know how to salt the hide anyway. Hmm. They don't do it right. Sure. I mean, if you talk to a taxidermist, they get it back and go, oh my gosh, what did this guy do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's just, they, they don't know how to split lips. They don't know how to right. um, turn ears. So how do you get salt to penetrate an ear? If you put salt on an ear and a taxidermist gets it, he's going to be not happy with you because he's got to try to rehydrate that where the salt has dehydrated it. 
But if you spray that ear on the inside and outside with hide lock and roll it up, put it away, that hide will be exactly like the day you killed it when you get it to your taxidermist. Because I'm be so much happier with you. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm not flipping ears. I'm not uh, turning lips. I'm not doing any of that. If I can cape it out, good, good. That's probably the extent of what I want to do. Because I don't, I, I've done that with a taxidermist before on like a raccoon, and it's it's hard. I, I mean, I want to, it takes some time and, and really meticulous work on, on knowing what you're doing with those lips and everything. So, um, yep. we just cape something out. You hit it with, with hide lock on that outside inside as best you can. You, you're feeling yep. pretty good. Okay. Yep. yep. Good deal. Yeah. yeah that's, sure. uh, um, that's, uh, need to get a little bit of bottle of that on hand that's what i need to do so because <laughs> i haven't had a i haven't had an opportunity yet for such a thing to do i know i had a, a backcountry hunt where we were elk hunting and and i didn't even take my my rifle in there in colorado because you always pick up bear tags i just wanted to focus on the elk and get my dad an elk is not concerned about the the bear whatsoever and, and those bears are always ones you want to thick hide and and uh, a little bit more difficult to cool off so i hadn't hadn't worried about that during that hunt but that that process i'm sure will will show up again or that opportunity again will show up that i'm going to need that yep you know and you want to take off the junk the big pieces of meat and fat right if obviously if the product can't touch the hide then it's not going to do what it needs to do but you know even on a bear hunt you think about it people go well, I don't know if I would use that on my bear. And I think to him, well, why wouldn't you, right? Why wouldn't you allow a $30 or $40 insurance policy for that bear hide? You spent so much money on the hunt. Why wouldn't you spend another $40 to make sure that that bear gets back? Bears are one of the worst. And I've even had taxidermists use it. They'll call me and say, hey, I already got one that's rotten and slipping. Can I use the hide lock still? And they'll spray that on there and it'll actually pull the hair follicle in and it'll get rid of almost all of the bacteria and everything kills all the bacteria and it will keep it from growing back and tear it, letting the hair fall out. Explain the difference um, between the hide lock and the, the fan lock. It seems like it would be the same, same thing, or is it just. No, they have different, they have different internal components. So they they do they do different things. So the hide locks, you're you're keeping it moist. You're not drying something out. You're not pulling the moisture out of it, right? Because you don't want to pull the moisture out of a hide like salt does. You want to leave oh. it in its natural state. Fan lock was designed, on the other hand, to pull the moisture out of the fan itself. So hmm. yeah, that's so. As is, I guess we we might as well go ahead and talk about that one. Um, that was a relatively new one. We just started that one last year. Um, launched it in January of this year, actually. Um, we did quite a bit of testing with that. We we sprayed it on tails with lots of meat on them. We sprayed it on tails that had been cleaned way down, um, and it and it performed the same either way. Um, if you have a lot of meat left on a tail, if you're using them as drop-ins for decoys, you spray it on there once a day for five days, leave it out in the heat in the sun where it can be well ventilated, and it'll totally cure and dry all of the meat, everything on that tail. And it will stay fanned open forever. Yeah. So awesome. I actually oh. have one right here that's a year old. So this one, I don't know how well you can see it, but I'll put it up here to the camera. Oh, sure. That tissue 
we left the bone in it, everything. Um, and that tissue is over, over a year old now. Yeah. And it's completely dried and cured and it's hard to the touch. So huh. it works awesome. out, works out really well. Yeah. Um, I, I know these are all, uh, patent protected and I, I only wish we could dive into some of the things in there that you put, but for the sake of conversation is that that's why I'd want to dive into it. But I understand, um, you, you would, you probably got some copycats wanting to knock on your door to see what the heck you're <laughs> putting in, oh, in always, some of these we things. always get a few of those yeah <laughs> i'm sure um so one that kind of sparked this conversation with dirk was i got this african line and those people listening um if you're wanting to see some of these visuals you'll have to go over to youtube i'll put the video up there uh but i've got this african lion and um i've gotten things from africa that like an eland is such a giant thick horned greasy thing and whatever they're doing when they boil these or overcook them simmer them in their big vats and they got a, a hunter going home with eight different animals whatever they do these things show up greasy as can be like i i've had plenty of black bears that that are not that but the for some reason this african stuff comes back yellow greasy it's i I'll wash my hands after i'm done holding this thing um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit about this or a lot about this bone bright whitening and degreasing product to see what I can do, not just with something odd and out, out of the box like this, but just in general with, with, uh, it's like an antelope antelope always get those staining things along the, uh, along the rostrum. Uh, this was a while ago. I don't think I hit it with a whole lot. I mean, it's, I don't like necessarily a white 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 skull i just like a little bit of white on it so i'll i'll get leave a little natural um and but i do hit it with with some whitening just keep it on there for so long but this one he's missing he's got some gray right in there i need to probably put something on it put the bone bright on there but uh yeah walk us through that product and what the heck we what's the process and and for some maybe an uh, easier project project like a deer and then maybe a more difficult project like a like a greasy old african animal right so so the beauty of the bone bright product is um number one as you know doing a little bit of taxidermy yourself once you've boiled simmered a skull like that if you try to do it again it will completely fall apart right the teeth will fall out you so so once it's already been done one time you can't do it again so that's the beauty of our product it mm -hmm. um it can be done again so you take a mount off the wall that's all yellowed and you can spray it down with the degreaser spray it down with the whitener and it'll redo the process right yeah. or you can do new stuff if it's a brand new skull you can do the new skull um or per se like you said you had one shipped to you from africa and it comes in all yellow and and the other thing about it is you can do ours in layers, right? So you do one layer. If you don't want it so bright white, do a light coat, a light spray on it and, and just let it do it the one time and see what it looks like. And then you can do it again. You can do it again. Other than people doing them and they just soak them. Once you soak them for a long time, then they're just white and they're going to stay bright white. And you're not going to have that little bit of yellow in the creases and things that some people yeah. like that look. Um, so yeah, it, uh, it's nice cause it has different 
you can do different layers, different levels of it and, and do older skulls as well. Yeah. So what's, what's my process? Step, step one with, with, uh, um, something from, let's go with an easy one to start with. So like even a deer, just a deer, yeah. you're going to yep. simmer just an antelope. Deer. You simmer it. You never want to boil a skull. Right. If you actually get the water to a rolling boil, it'll actually make things fall apart really easy. Um, you just want to have it simmer until that meat starts to change color that's on the head itself. And then I, I know most everybody does it now. They pressure wash them, right? You just pressure wash everything off of it, get everything cleaned. Once you have everything cleaned off of it, then you'll, you'll spray that degreaser on there. And if you can let them things set out in the heat and the sun, so everything we've designed, essentially all of our curing products, they're designed to work in the heat and the sun. Um, most of that's because out in the West, it gets so hot, right? Even where you guys are in the Black Hills, it gets, it gets pretty warm out there, South Dakota, those kind yeah. of places. Um, so they're designed to work in the heat and the sun outside. The sun is actually an activator for, for most of these curing products that we have. Um, all the instructions are on the bottles, but if you can leave it out in the heat in the sun, you spray that degreaser once a day until that degreaser is gone. Okay. Once that degreaser is gone, you should be able to wipe it down with the towel that comes in the kit, clean whatever's on there off. So now I'm just going to take a step back because that lion skull, that thing's going to take a lot of degreaser and you will likely see a layer of grease that it will dissolve and pull out of that bone that will sit on the exterior of that skull and you will likely have to scrape it off okay. and maybe even wash it in a bath of Dawn dishwashing soap because it's going to pull so much grease out of that bone that it's going to sit like gel on the surface oh, and it's okay. going to be really hard to clean off because there's a lot of grease in that thing okay um so once we do a few rounds of that with the grease and I always tell people to if you ever have any questions or feel like you're things aren't working, I encourage people to call me. When you pull up our website, my phone number is on the website. That's me. That's who you're going to get when you call. And I usually can walk people through processes and make sure things are getting done that they want done and how, you know, make sure everything's going to work out how it should. Um, and like I said, that one is so greasy that it's going to take, that one's going to take some degreasing to get it done. Um, so once you get through that, get through that degreasing process and get it all cleaned off, I always tell people, especially if you have to wash them, then leave it overnight. Let it dry. Okay. Then start your whitening process and you just spray that whitener on. It comes with two brushes, one small bottle brush and one little paintbrush. So you can, if you don't get some spots that you didn't spray well, you can brush it around in there and, and work in those little holes with that little tiny bottle brush. Um, let it sit. Same thing out in the sun, 24 hours outside. If you can, if not in a window in the shop where it gets some sunlight and some good heat to it. Um, once that is dry, usually it takes 24 hours for that, that first layer to dry. And you'll notice because it'll be, it'll flake off. It'll actually, it'll leave the carriers that are in the product on the surface, but the whitening product will penetrate the bone. That's what okay. makes it white. So then that stuff will sort of flake off and you can either take an air compressor and blow it off or wipe it off with a towel. And then do another layer of whitener just until you receive the whiteness that you want. Okay. So, and it should take a couple coats probably to get it down to where you want it. Okay. And I mean, right now it's November. I mean, we've got 
highs in the 40s, 30s. Next week's going to be cold. So if I were to start this today, um, even even though it's probably it's 45 degrees outside today, would you recommend I still put that in like a shop window or something like that? Yeah, little... yeah, if you can. Yeah, that the the UV rays are what kind of helps activate that. So the more okay. of that you can get to it, the better results you're going to see. Okay. All right. That's good to know. That's um, cause I'd, I'd messed around with some of these and I uh, maybe not the best with directions. <laughs> just, <laughs> there it is. Wait, greaser that. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. To, good to know. Cause uh, I, I did not put it in the sun. I did not have anything, anything I've done so far. I've not put it in that, in that UV light. So that's good to know that yep. that's what it needs, but I'll, uh, I'll do some before and after pictures and things of it and and we'll see the process and i'll let you know how many how many uh, s- pr- uh sprays or, or times it takes me to get that thing down because i i bet it'll be a you're right it'll be a little bit but it, it, do, it's do just you have plenty of product uh i think i got a bottle of the bone break okay. yeah, yeah i think that's what i got but we'll get you some good deal good deal appreciate that um yeah so the um you've got the this stuff the bone bright in three options on the website and uh well more than that if you look at quantity but um you've got the bone bite bright whitening and degreaser and then you have oh the other one is just the fact that it's the uh the hanging skull hanger with it um, but do you see like a lot of deer? Cause you have just the whitener. Do you see a lot of deer and, and what people are mostly taking? They don't, don't need a lot of degreaser or what are, what are customers saying? Yeah. Most, most of the time you don't need a ton of degreaser, you know, the degreaser that comes with it's enough to generally do one skull, the degreaser and the whitener, you know, unless you get one like you got, that's real, real bad. And, and we see those every once in a while we help people out with them. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, we'll be giving uh, some of this a, a shot here, and uh, I've been using the. I haven't. I got some of the Velvalock for the um, fall, but uh, for for work hunts that I do, but didn't get a chance to use it. It was a bummer. <laughs> didn't have anybody shoot oh. it. There's just a week and a half in there, or so that that's going to overlap with our season and and velvet deer. So I didn't get a chance to or have the opportunity to put it on someone's someone's animal but uh it's there and i put it in all of our hunt our guide packs so the the velvet locks in there um the the stain scrub I, i'm curious about that uh that so that stain scrub is an enzymatic blood remover and it'll remove stains and blood out of dang near anything um and it's just a you know same thing right we spend so much money on our clothing and our backpacks and i have a backpack that i had before i started this business and my goodness, that thing, every time it gets wet, it stinks so bad because the, the blood has penetrated it over the years. I was a guide for years and used it and used it and used it and got a lot of blood in it. And it's just, it's terrible. So mm-hmm. if you're done with a hunt, you can spray it with that stain scrub, let it soak in a little bit, brush it in if you have a real stubborn one, and then just wash it off with a hose and you'll keep the blood out of your stuff and keep the blood out of your packs. And it just it helps break down the proteins in that blood and, and make it go away. Oh, um, is that a lot like, uh, 
OxyClean. It's not going to work if that's already been cooked into there. <laughs> or have you seen some good um, things where that's been able to most get? most times? Yeah, if, if it's been washed and cooked into it already, it's kind of it's almost tough to get out at that point. But yeah, I had a uh, you can see a little this bad glare on that. But <laughs> yeah, there's a good smear. I had this soaking in a mineral lick tub and just some Dawn dish soap the other day, but. I pulled it out and was like, oh my gosh, there's still blood all over this. And my entire deer season, I was walking around smelling, smelling antelope. <laughs> yeah. It was just yeah. That, yeah that, that stain scrub will definitely take care of it for sure. Yeah. That was, uh, that was, uh, every time the wind was at my back, I knew <laughs> so I, could, I could smell my, my antelope from September on there, but yeah. Um, yeah. And our, uh, the head hauler too, you know, I, I was, sure. I don't know why I forget about that head hauler, but that thing, I'll tell you what, everybody that uses that thing falls in love with, in love with it. Um, it's just nice. You can put all your meat in your backpack and then you use that head hauler on top. It'll adapt to any pack. It just clips on and cinches down and you can use for elk or for deer. And that thing, you can pack out anything with that. It's just, it, it's worth its weight in gold. As far as I'm concerned, being a guide for a lot of years, I love that thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And then is that orange on the black? Is that kind of a decent, uh, is that your guy's color orange? Is that got like a blaze orange look to it? It's just a blaze orange. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good deal. I, cause I always strap a, a orange pack cover or something. I want some kind of orange on my back for sure to, because of you're wearing a vest and you can't in South Dakota, we just need one article. So I don't always have a hat and a vest. Uh, I always want something on my back to, to be able to make sure I'm seen for sure. Yeah, for sure. But, um, what, uh, what retailers, uh, do you guys have, have products in? I know Shields is carrying stuff. Um, we have just a few, you know, uh, taxidermist type guys and a couple of archery shops just here and there, just little mom and pop stuff mostly. And then Shields right now. Um, so we'll see what happens this next year. We just, actually signed a licensing agreement with mossy oak camouflage company oh so we'll be coming out launching that actually this week we got some labels done with some mossy oak camo on them and trophy clean looks all together different now it's a beautiful blue colored water looking camo that they own and we'll be launching that here for our black friday sale awesome what about the uh uv uh trophy clean is that already in there like on the yes. market right so, now yeah come starting actually starting today anybody that buys after today it will have that uv protectant in there that's that's big news that's big news um yeah what uh speaking of shopping season coming up here um this is going to go out before friday so um and want any highlights there for so yeah, we have a Black Friday special coming up. It's a Trophy Clean Bone Bright Combo Kit for $59.99. Um, so keep your eye out for it. So that's a pretty good, it's normally 70, around 75 bucks for that kit. So mm-hmm. be saving 15 bucks on on that. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a good one coming up and we'll see how it does. And then we'll see what we do for Christmas. Yeah, there we go. Well, Daryl, I appreciate your time uh, this morning and sharing these products and all the stuff you guys got going on. I'm fascinated by it. Uh, I was a science teacher for a while, so my my brain wraps around what is it? Not just it's a product and it's doing something. So, man, I'd I'd uh, I, I, my curiosity is is, is elevated. <laughs> so, 
what the heck is going on at the molecular level there. So, um, it's cool. It's cool to, to see and, and, uh, definitely cool to use. So, uh, if you want to plug kind of again, website, the social media, what you guys got going on. Uh, it's all velvet antler technologies.com and at velvet antler technologies. And that's I E S on the end, velvet antler technologies. So everybody knows you can find us all over there. Yep. Uh, YouTube channel did putting stuff up there at all. Yep. Yep. We got a YouTube. I actually even started running, playing around with TikTok a little bit. So we got a channel out there on TikTok and yeah, been posting a few things here and there. Awesome. Well, thank you, Daryl again. And, and, uh, we'll be chatting with you soon. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. This is God's country.